Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. I think drinking, tasting, whatever, 120 gin sounds like you're in the wrong job. (laughs) I think I'm in the wrong. So I said that to her. I said, I want to do that. And she goes, you really don't because you take a sip and you spit in the bucket. And I was like, ah. She goes, can you imagine actually tasting 120 gins and trying to judge them? I was trying to think. Can you imagine the first one and the 120th one? Yeah. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm host Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball from living our lives and having conversations in our city. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. So this podcast is where we give you inside access to the behind the scenes scoop, things that were too hot to print or too much to fit in the magazine. Basically what's left on the editing room floor. So let's dive into the newest issue. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Housem, and we're talking about gin and her little sister vodka. The cover of Raleigh Magazine's April issue features spring's most refreshing drink, the gin and tonic. April 9th was gin and tonic day. We decided to lean in and turn it into a month-long celebration of gin. Well, right. That's what happens when it's the publisher's favorite drink, right? And we're going to debate in a little bit who's the little sister, but... Anyway, so a couple months ago, off playing off the gin and tonic thing, we did this with my chicken and waffle tour, which you talked about in a previous episode. And so we got a lot of good feedback on that. And so with it being gin and tonic day and gin being your favorite drink, we decided to take a gin tour of town and, and you shared your favorites. I always say I have the hardest job in the world. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Somebody's got to do it, though, right? But, you know, the funny thing about a gin and tonic is people always say, oh, it's like ordering a Jack and Coke. It is absolutely no. not at all. The gin really makes a difference, and bad tonic can ruin a great gin. 
But a couple of my favorites, I love Annie Betty's. And I, I've said it before, if you haven't been there, um, get over the fact that it's in the corner of Morgan Street Food Hall because they have an outside entrance and it's colorful and they have the best gin selection in town. And they have a gin and tonic that I really didn't even know the story behind until recently. But someone came in who didn't like gin and tonics, but liked mules and they they switched her, as I'm going to do to Melissa, and <laughs> they made a drink called My Kingdom for a Horse, and it's on their gin and tonic menu, but it's uh, their spin on a mule into a gin and tonic. I also like High Garden because, I mean, oh, my God, a gin and tonic tree with five gin and tonics on it. And Libations yeah. 317 is just a great spot. They mix a great gin and tonic as well. I like Empress 1908 there. little purple flavor. Right. These are all grammable drinks, right? I would go just order one, just order the tree so I could take a picture of it. If you haven't seen it, it is on our Instagram. And the purple drink at Libations is also in our issue. And I'm also a sucker for labels and names. That's probably why I like headlines so much. And so my kingdom for a horse would probably be enough to make me order it, especially if it's like a mule, because at the end of the day, I am a vodka girl. But you did almost turn me. I know she hates it. We were at DRAM for our first event for ALS, and I ordered the Green Goddess because the gin drinks, which we'll talk about, are going toward ALS. And it was Skylar's drink at DRAM and Draft, a boozy blend of gin, green chartreuse, lime and cucumber oleo, and Prosecco, a couple other things. Um, It'll get you going, and it's delicious. So we'll see. Yeah, you can tell. She's a little high-strung today. She's talking about vodka. (laughs) But before we start this debate, as as part of our Gin for the Wind <laughs> celebration, we're hosting a series of pop-up gin parties every Tuesday at 5 o'clock. The host bars are donating 15% of every gin drake sold to ALS, a cause that is near and dear to our office's hearts. Over a two-week period last year, we lost three family and friends um, to the horrible disease, and we did a walk last year and raised a lot of money, and most of our friends said, we'll give even more if you make this a drinking event, not a walking event. So we hosted an event this past Tuesday at Draymond Draft, and coming up tonight, we are at uh, High Garden on the rooftop for a private party. We have the whole place to ourselves, and it's free to get in, and we would love it if you joined us. There's a bunch of prizes, and it's a really good cause. Um, the 19th will be at Stir at North Hills, and the 26th will be at Longleaf Hotel on their patio. Before we're done, I'll have Melissa drinking gin. She's got okay. a drink all month for this a good cause. This is a challenge. But look, you guys should really come out because, first of all, when else are you going to be on the High Garden rooftop without the general public? And also, when else can you drink for a cause? That's a very rare thing. So to know that your drinking is going to benefit something very special to us and to a lot of people and to save lives, you just— how can you not join us? But, so you are challenging me to to try gin again. Um, I think we've all, we kind of had a private conversation earlier at the office about how people think at our first event, they were like, is this kind of what I drank in college? And these are people, you know, above 40. And um, asking the question, it's like, nope, you're going to have to give it another chance. But my complaint has been, um, as a vodka lover, that gin really has been shining star of late on menus across town and and the globe, really. 
And so when you walk into a bar as a vodka lover these days, it's pretty hard to find a vodka drink on the menu, which is ironically why a lot of people end up ordering vodka sodas and then they're just called basic bitch drinks. But it's like there's not a drink on the menu that supports what I like. So I was complaining about this, of course, at a press event in the fall. And Brandon McCraney, who's the founder and distiller of Old Raleigh Distillery, was talking to me about it. And he was like, oh, no, you're right. And you're on to something. So vodka is almost impossible to find in a, in a good way on menus right now, like on craft menus. But liquor rises and falls out of, out of fashion like clothes. And I had never heard that before. I'd never thought about it before. And so I got really excited, of course, about that idea. And he said that vodka is on the comeback. And so I convinced you that we absolutely had to save space. So in our October issue, I had a full spread and a lot of fun telling a story about how vodka is very much on the comeback. But what I got to learn along the way is how it had risen and fallen out of favor. And so if you remember, sort of one of its peaks would have been Sex in the City with the Cosmos and 007, drinking vodka and things like that. But you will remember how even Carrie and Miranda say in their follow-up movie, why did we stop drinking these? And she says, because everybody else started. So they really famously acknowledged the fact that that wasn't cool anymore. And so I talked to Brandon and I talked to Melissa Katrinsic um, of Durham Distillery, who distills, we'll get to this, but mostly gin, but also a vodka. Uh, so I talked to her. She is definitely the expert on distilling liquor and especially gin and vodka. And, um, you know, we had a pretty colorful conversation because she's a huge gin fan. But when I first tried to tell her that vodka was on the comeback, I think she, she <laughs> wanted to talk about you. gin. But she, once I really was able to explain to her what my angle was, she agreed. And and she she gave it even more color and talked about how the other problem with vodka, other than maybe it just jumping the shark because it almost got too popular, she agreed about the Sex and the City reference. The other aspect of it was those terrible flavored vodkas, which I'm guilty of drinking. But it just became Not more me. about the crazy flavors, like blueberry and pomegranate and all of that, instead of, in her, the way she said it was really the quality of the spirit got lost at that point. And so now vodka really is on the rise again. It's led by the craft distillery movement. It's reinventing itself. And well, she sounds it, like she's preaching. At the she? end of the day, though, Melissa made no bones about the fact that she was a gin girl like you. So, Well, I have good taste. I will tell you that I met Melissa and Lee back, I guess, 2013 or right before, right when they were launching Durham Distillery. And I mean— so they're technically about nine years old. Um, both of them were full-time scientists and really believed they could make better gin than anything that was on the market. And I dare say they've done it. Um, I mean, they they won every award nationally and internationally for the best gin. I mean, even fan polls with USA Today, they've won hands down several years in a row. Um, and even now, Melissa just returned... Um, from San Francisco, where she judged 120 gins. She's a national gin judge. That's how well she's respected in the gin community. She's a founding member of the, the International Gin Association that was started in 2021. And I mean, seriously, you're talking about a company that's nine years old, and they've won every award that's out there for creating gin. I mean, I think drinking, tasting, whatever, 120 gin sounds like you, you're in the wrong job. 
I think I'm in the wrong. I, so I said that to her. I said, I want to do that. And she goes, you really don't because you take a sip and you spit in the bucket. And I was like, oh. oh that's okay. She goes, can you imagine actually tasting 120 gins and trying to judge them? I was trying to think. Not in Can walk. you imagine the first one and the 120th one? Yeah. Um, but there's, she believes, I hope, um, there's a chance that she's going to be in London next year for the international judging. Oh, wow. That's how well-respected Durham Distillery is for the products they're putting out. Yeah, and I actually called her a liquor genius in the October story, and so it's funny you mentioned that. It's a full circle moment. But beyond that, we're actually drinking today her ready-to-drink cans. There's uh, gin and tonic, and, of course, I'm drinking the vodka soda. Um, so we're representing, but— this came out in the summer of 2018, and if you guys, like, really take a step back and think about that, they're, that's the genius part. They're way ahead of the game. Summer of 21, you have people, like, desperately trying to find high noons and all the other ready-to-drinks. I had my mom driving all over town for us to every ABC store <laughs> to find high noons for one of our work functions and couldn't find it. It was sold out because it was a craze. But that's three years later. I mean— you know, they came out with these cans in 2018. They were three years in front of a movement. Well, and back then, RTD, or Ready to Drink, was a concept that our local ABC system had not dealt with. And so Lee and Melissa couldn't get them on the shelves. They didn't know where to put them. They didn't know whether to put them in North Carolina. They didn't know whether to put them in the gin section. It was—they had to redo—ABC had to really— Mm -hmm. find a system to deal with this. I can say I describe it sort of as kids' Kool-Aid in a can, which is dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, and you're lucky enough, they have a vodka soda in the can as well. But they were. They were way ahead of their time. And, um, and in summer of 19, they released their rosé in a can. Oh, yeah. Which their rosé spritz, which we had a huge party on the rooftop of One Glenwood to release that. Everyone wore pink. It was super fun. Rosé all day. Yes. And um, I can say that I do know they are in the process of working on a new product. I so wish I could tell it right now. That will be released this summer, and we're hoping to do a joint party or event to launch this. This is going to be big. I mean, they are a company that, I've said it three times, nine years old, and they have released three gens. They have the American, mm -hmm. the Navy, and a barrel-aged gen. Um, they have the cans, mm -hmm. um, and they have a vodka. Yeah, absolutely. So Melissa was quick to revere, speaking of the vodka, um, the abandonment of you know, because people might be confused. Their vodka is a cucumber vodka. But Melissa was quick to revere the abandonment of those cloying fake flavored vodkas. And that might be confusing, you know, if you see that they have a cucumber vodka. But those other ones were artificial. They were a moment, you know, like mohawks or mullets. Uh, and they're not coming back. But she noted that our palate has evolved as a culture and as a country. And we recognize artificial. We want to drink more quality. And this is an aside that I think is interesting. She also said that it's true that plain vodka needed to be as neutral as possible from a distiller standpoint up until very recently. And, and by neutral, that means flavorless. But now distillers are adding in their, more, in their own personalities more and more. And that's what they're really doing with this cucumber vodka. So, you know, while they are not huge vodka fans in their own words, they think their vodka is pretty awesome. Um, they use cucumbers in their evaporator to naturally flavor the vodka. So this is very different than the stuff you're drinking, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And it's the only cucumber vodka that's not flavored with extracts. So that's pretty cool. 
Um, it is delicious. So if you ha- if you haven't had it, you should give it a try. But I think that it's cool that they're leaning into vodka. Um, and I think the the most important fact that we learned of all this is really since we're sitting here debating them, what the difference is between them. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word village to 919-701-0202. Yeah, I, I mean, I was a little embarrassed when I met Melissa the first time and we were talking about gin and vodka, and she said, we well, you know there's really only one ingredient difference between gin and vodka. And I'm like, you're kidding. And she goes, no. She goes, the only difference is gin has juniper berry. Um, I felt a little stupid that I didn't know that. You shouldn't. I don't know how many people know that. Yeah. I mean, I learned, I, I have learned so much about the distilling process. And I will tell you sort of one inside piece of trivia about their, um, still, if you will. They have a German copper pot still. It's gorgeous. It does not look like what you see in movies. It is absolutely gorgeous. And it's named Gertrude. Oh, cool. And it's named after Melissa's grandmother, who always told her to not have a conniption. <laughs> is that not the greatest story? Hence, um, conniption. Exactly. Too. I mean, it's these are very strategically placed, well-thought-out stories they really names, knew what they yeah. were doing and and what they wanted to do with these products. And really, this is why you should be listening to us because where else are you going to find out like how conniption got its name or the name of the still? Um, you just can't get insider info like that anywhere else. But uh, since we're still talking about gin, I'd be remiss not to mention our running joke about the one that you've never drank or conniption gin, I mean. That's not my fault. But <laughs> so they do. They do an American and a Navy. And and there are lots of other gin companies. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I love Sutler's. Um, they're out of Winston-Salem. So before we go on and on, I chose four gins in the magazine that, that are my go-tos, two North Carolina and two National. And obviously, Hendrix is on the list. And I like Empress 1908. You know, some people don't. I do. And then obviously, Derm Distillery and Sutler's out of Winston. So, but Derm Distillery does a Navy strength and an American, and I always drink the American. And last year on my birthday, the magazine had just gone to the printer, and so I hosted my own birthday party at Dram and Draft and told all my friends the magazine was gone and I would be holding court and drinking gin if they wanted to join me. Mm-hmm. Um, I walk in. And the bartender says, oh, we're out of American. And she goes, would you like Navy? And I said, sure. And Kevin Barrett, the owner of Dram, says, "Uh, no, she's going to be here a long time, and she cannot drink Navy strength gin. I just said, okay, I can't drink it. I didn't realize at the time it was 114 proof. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably a good thing. He knew better than I did that I didn't need to be drinking that. But it is absolutely delicious. The flavor is great. So they say drink like a sailor. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I just am always interested in having two or three, so I don't ever drink Navy. 
Right. I guess if you just want, you know, one and done, you should go Navy string. Exactly. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit? Craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixx.com. Well, look, this all sounds very delicious, but I'm still a vodka girl. You're going to have to spend the month trying to convince me maybe that I can open up my repertoire. All right. So you know so much about vodka, do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this feels dangerous. So what is in a white Russian? How do you make it? Oh, oh, you're you're playing dirty. Yeah. Okay. So I'm you can't Google it for a long time, and I'm feeling like it's been longer than it should have been. Now it can't go. It's worth the Google. Uh, I my memory serves me. It is vodka, Kahlua, and cream. All right, <laughs> uh, Moscow Mule. Okay, so this is her um, favorite full disclosure, drink. It's my favorite, and my family makes me make them for every single one of them, which takes a really long time for holidays. But it is. Um, I have the actual lime squeezer, so it's half a lime, like half a small uh, ginger beer, and then however much vodka you like, and that's pretty much it. And in the pretty cup, of course. Uh, vodka gimlet? Not a clue. <laughs> I, I'm going to impress you. I know how to make two vodka drinks. What are they, and why have you not made me one? Um, it is— Is it vodka soda? Uh, it's a bloody— <laughs> I can make three. <laughs> so I can make a Bloody Mary with Cheetos. Oh. And I obviously know how to make a screwdriver. Well, yes, that's orange true. Orange juice and vodka. Yes. Do you use Zing Zang for the Bloody Mary? I do. But after the Holt Brothers event last two weeks ago, I have decided that I like the Charleston brand better. Ooh. I think it's Charlestown brand. We, I'm not going to call anybody out, but we actually had a pretty crappy Bloody Mary at brunch on Sunday, which I needed badly after Dreamville. And um, anyway, so it was not good. And we joked at the table, and it was a bunch of people that had been in service industry before, but like, if you're not sure, just buy Zing Zang. You cannot mess it up. You can't mess it up. But And you can also spice it up. Yeah, yeah, that other one better. Aren't you impressed? I can at least make two vodka drinks. Yeah, it sounds like you can make quite a few, but I'm going to turn the tables on you and see how well you know gin after all. Not well. All right. Tom Collins. How old am I? <laughs> I mean, seriously, who drinks a Tom Collins? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't even know if I know. I think I it's mean, like gin. That might be my tonic. grandparents. Well, we, gin and tonic, obviously, are in it, probably. Well, yeah, but what else is in it? I don't know. What about a French 75? Now, that drink I actually do like because it has champagne in it. It's got oh. bubbles. So it's just lemon juice, simple syrup, and champagne. And and if you're really fancy, a little garnish with the lemon. Oh, yeah. I we can like do that. Fancy. And so let's see if you know the Jane Gimlet. 
I don't even know what a gimlet is. I, every time so, I think of gimlet, I think of a turkey, and I know that's <laughs> not the right thing so to think of. So nobody gives a shit about gimlets. Okay. So I have to say, too, that I think the reason why I have this disdain for gin when we were talking about somebody asking at the party— um, I know that was harsh disdain, but when we were asking at the party, uh, is this the the gin of 20 years ago or whatever? When I was coming up, um, my grandparents are Canadian— and they had prompt happy hour at 5 p.m. every day, 5 p.m. every day. And it was gin martinis and it was beef eaters. And it was pretty Ugh. much straight gin and dry. I don't know, vermouth or whatever. But as I was coming up, my grandma would give me sips of it. And I think it scarred me. It's not good. They still serve it. Yeah. I mean, that's the well drink at a lot of places here in town. It's like, uh, I don't even, I'm, I just say what I want, gin. I mean, I always thought it was really snobby of people when they'd say, I'll have this and here's the the gin I want or here's the vodka I want. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding? You have to. And that's actually an excellent point because I don't even know when I was little, like a lot of these, we just talked about the changing culture of liquor. So I don't know what else was available to them. You know, I don't want to sound like a hundred years old, but you know, these are all relatively in the last decade things that are happening. And so as if I was a child, you know, was beef eaters their best bet? And how did they do that? So how they drink that? I guess yeah. it's the only option. And and we had this experience at our event last week. People would say to me, and we all have one. I don't care who you are. You have something that you may be an alcohol or a spirit that you didn't have a good experience with. Mine is tequila. I don't <laughs> drink tequila because I had an experience in college. And Tell I had – no. <laughs> I had a friend at, at the event at DRAM who said – is gin better? I haven't had it since college. And I'm telling you, I mean, that was 30 years ago and he hasn't had gin in 30 years. Right. So that's that's a sign that maybe if you gave something up because of a college yep. experience or an experience, maybe it's time to try it again. And, yeah. But try a and good one. I would one. say that to you about tequila because I also, you've referenced before that I'm also a tequila girl, but that took some work. I had, I had we'll swap stories off the show, but I had the same probable tequila experience and it took years to even get near a margarita and I don't know how I eventually did it but I think it probably had a lot to do with tequila changing too not just you know getting over it over time and now it is one of my favorites again so you can do it I have faith in you I will tell you one funny story about tequila so we were doing a story early on in the magazine about it was margarita day national margarita day and I went to Ganta Tacos and tequila in North Raleigh and lead mine. And, and Gonza, I told him what I was doing this story on. Well, the next thing I know, he's got someone on a ladder going to the top shelf, bringing down the the good stuff. <sighs> I mean, the really good stuff. And he pours out like eight shots for oh, me God. to do. And I was like, um, it's lunchtime. And he's like, I just need you to taste. I There's definitely a difference between the tequila I drank in college and the tequila we have today, or that I can afford today. There's a difference. You just reminded me of what the di- what happened. Uh, Lily's, um, William & Company, Lily's original spot, Empanadas. Sorry, cannot think of the name Calavera. of it. Calavera. Yeah, yeah, Calavera. They had a phenomenal tequila program, and that was it. I remember we were all down there. It was when the trolley started. She's telling started, her story. And, no, and, but they offered us shots. And I was like, I'm not, I can't drink that. And they're like, it's the cleanest thing you've ever drank. And they give you like a... Nickelback mm-hmm. or something. I don't yeah. know. And yeah, I think that's where I was like, oh, I can do this again. So the lesson here is I need to learn to like vodka again and tequila and you need to like gin. Sounds like a, it sounds like a good challenge for the summer. Yeah. We've got a good partnership <laughs> here. That's right. 
But um, I do really think that the work we did shows hot vodkas on the come up. It's funny to me that our event, there was only one vodka drink on the menu this week. I'll be curious as we tour town on our gin tour, if you will, how many menus have vodka drinks on them. I mean, they all have it behind the bar, but I mean, unless you're feeling creative, you're like vodka soda, Moscow mule, you know, whatever. But you see it coming up though in a different way. You see Young Hearts Distilling. Uh, That's the first vodka distillery to open in downtown Raleigh. Incidentally, they do have a gin as well. We have Social House. And there's a lot of new vodkas coming out um, just across the country. I get press releases every day. And I do notice now that Melissa said that, I noticed them talking about the significance of like they're they're leaning into the natural flavoring of it. And so um, they make a point of telling you nothing is artificial. And so, look, I'm a believer, you know. Um, everything is cyclical. And, you know, like those skinny jeans, everyone just canceled. Vodka got canceled. But those jeans will come back. Vodka will come back. And next thing we know, you might be a vodka girl. Don't look at me like that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. But in the meantime, I, while I try to convince her to drink gin, come out. Come out and see us this month. Um, have a drink with us for a good cause. And even if you don't like gin, you don't have to drink gin. Come see us. We'd like to meet you and hear what you think of the podcast. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this. Where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.